Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Elder Scrolls podcast from the unofficial Elder Scrolls pages. I am your host, Pylon, and tonight we're going to have a great show talking about BE3 and all the news that came from that. So before we get started, I just want to introduce our guest tonight. Below me, while I get his video working properly, is AKB. AKB, do you want to introduce yourself? I do, and... I am AKB. I am an administrator for the UESB, among other things that are the UESB and the UESB. You can find me online on this podcast and in other places. It completely sounded like you were saying UESB, and then in my brain <laughs> it made it sound like you were saying USB, and I got very confused, and now I'm confused uh, no, and scared. No, you are correct. I am the person responsible for the universal, universal serial bus yeah absolutely you know how <laughs> rich i am i imagine not at all because it's an open standard <laughs> so you'd probably be yes. even poorer than when you started actually that's accurate yeah <laughs> please please send help and resurrected from the dead since you were ill and then you died and then you were lost at some point and then i think we found you again and you were resurrected so you could be a zombie lost how are you doing and what's what do you do with your life revenant um the revenant i serve as a moderator on the uesp discord and then i also hang out on the wiki and do some editing when the mood takes me i'm really lame and i really wanted to just go wiki 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 every time i hear someone say wiki every single time <laughs> Um, and speaking of the wiki and awesome contributors of it, Alara, our final guest to introduce herself today. I'm Alara, and I do a little bit of everything on the UESB. I edit the wiki, and I'm an admin on the forum and Discord, and do some of the social media. Awesome. And I am just going to take a minute here because I was trying to figure out why I couldn't get the giveaway started. And then it learned that I was trying to start a giveaway on my own account. But tonight Ooh. we do actually have a Torchbug giveaway. Uh, Lara, do you want to explain how that works with the uh, Torchbug codes? What do they need to... What, what platforms does it work for? And what... Um, do they what need to know? Do they need to know? Um, the platform doesn't matter. If you win, just let us know which one because the code we give you is specific per platform, but you should be able to enter by typing exclamation point torch bug in the chat. Yes. There we go, and it should be working. Yes. I believe it's exclamation point, correct? Ex exclamation point torch bug. At any okay. point during the show, just make sure that you're also following the channel as well, and then you'll be entered for your chance to win a torch bug. Torch bug. Oof. Because I heard Torch Bud every single time. Every single time I think I did say Torch Bud. So Pretty that's sure not just on you. Yeah, that's Street not just on you. Don't worry about it. People yep, have we... heard and are correctly doing it. That's great. Perfect. Uh, yep. Theo, we do have uh, Xbox codes. Ooh, exciting. Awesome. So we're switching stuff up a little bit tonight. You guys are probably used to us popping over to the news first. But right now we're actually going to pop over to our scholarly pursuits and tell everybody what we've been up to. So we're going to move over there now. If I can click the right buttons. Uh, 
Okay, well, welcome to our scholarly pursuit section where we kind of give an update on all of the Elder Scrolls related things that our team has been working on here. So, Lost, other than being lost in the wilderness of Hyrule, what have you been up to lately? That does cover the vast majority of it. <laughs> I was on vacation for most of the time that I was not here, and so not a whole lot of Elder Scrolls playing. Um, with the stuff we'll cover of the news, I got a little bit more questing done in Blades. And then I've had some scholarship discussions on the Discord. Most notably, we had a long argument about the nature of the origin of orcs. And a lot of people disagreed with me, but I have a platform so I can actually present it to other people. <laughs> well, That's the whole point let, of this podcast. Is... Let me cut you off there. When a mother and a father orc love each other very much. <laughs> Let's put a pin in that. Okay. And we'll just go. To, I'm not going to. Yes, yeah, there's field. usually a pin involved. Wait, no, so... Ooh, don't like that one. Okay, moving on from that. Let's do a little dive into your orc um, so, history okay. lesson So, the basic here. thing for the orc thing, and really all Elder Scrolls, all we have is historical sources, typically. You just gotta put them together and see if how well you can resolve contradictions. Most sources say that the orcs came into existence when the god Trinimac got transformed into the god Malakath, and then all of his elven followers became the orcs. And that's where the race came from. There are two sources I know of that mention orcs in a setting before the elves got transformed. There's one that talks about an explorer who, he's the first elven explorer sailing around Tamriel, and he encountered orcs. And then there's a loading screen in ESO that says the wood orcs were here before the Aldmeri ever came to visit. And so some of us were trying to figure out how can those sources work together. Some people say those other two sources are flat out wrong. Orcs happened from Malakath. My theory to try to reconcile it is that there were pre-existing orcs, but they weren't historically significant. And then a group of elves got transformed into orcs. So now they are the same race as those guys that already existed. And then everything else works out just fine and it's not a big deal. But some people were very adamant they didn't like that. Oh, wait, I'm confused. Are you trying to tell me that there's contradictory sources in The Elder Scrolls? It I've never heard of this happening before. It's a perfect setting with it's... no flaws. Yeah, there's nothing that Especially could Especially intended. No. Nothing ever happens incorrectly, so... Well, I, for one, actually like your theory on that, because it makes sense to me, so... But that's my headcanon, and we won't go into that tonight. Alara! Sure. Other than listening to people and getting your Skype disconnecting just as I ask you a question, then you're back. Cool. <laughs> yep. It that was randomly. great timing. <laughs> um, what have you been up to this past couple of weeks? Um, I've been playing a lot more Blades. Um, I'm almost at the main quest line. Um, my character, I think, is at level 39 at this point. Town is almost done with level 9. Um, and I started the new Dragon Quest line, too, that was released last night. Ooh, yeah, we'll talk more I, about that in a bit. Yep, I live-tweeted the um, E3 um, Bethesda event, which, of course, I'll also talk about later. And I also got the Bullnut Squash. Yeah, right here. Hey, I've got one, too. With that, I can yep. compete. Where did you find <laughs> Be careful from? with the legs. They break. They do? Yes. Oh. My, mine is broken. Did oh, you go careful. harsh with them, or did you... It's a toy. How could... Oh, so... It, how could I be harsh with it? Today we learned that AKB is just sitting there just like... Uh, for like an hour yeah, trying I, I to break it. Like 
I so might I'm... have adjusted it so it worked as a hat on a kitty cat. Oh, yeah, I was wearing it like just around my wrist. Um, I got it at Combo Breaker. There's a couple of little booths there. Oh, I see the kitty. <laughs> Distraction. <laughs> and um, yeah, one of the booths there was just selling all kinds of video game plushes. And this is one of the ones I haven't had yet. So I asked if they had any Elder Scrolls ones. And sure enough, this is the only one. Oh, and I'm they jealous. gave me a discount on it. Uh, nice. They said it hadn't, uh, they've had it forever. And that just hasn't sold because nobody has any idea what it is. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> Yeah, then a guy like that was standing nearby was like, what is it? And the guy explains, oh, you know, from Morrowind? Oh, yeah, those floating jellyfish things. So, yep. That's awesome. <laughs> Great. Hopefully, I'll, yeah, and hopefully I'll get back into editing the wiki soon. Been pretty busy lately, but yeah, still plan to do a blog post kind of recapping PAX East. And then, yeah, back to editing. <laughs> awesome. AKB, how about yourself? It's kind of been a blur, man. I go away and just nobody knows what happened. Yeah, like, I, I don't know. I think there was a few days that went by. All I remember is everyone like, hey, Pylon, where are you? And Pylon said he was whatsoever. I don't I was I drinking wine in a went. hot tub. So I fantastic. Just, I just twiddled my thumbs. And <laughs> here I am now. Going like, whatever. Yeah, so we haven't had a show, actually, in a couple of weeks now, and that is my fault, because I was on vacation. I was relaxing in the Bruce Peninsula of Canada in Ontario, where it's beautiful with their green-colored water, where it's, like, turquoise green, like, actually good green, not dirty green. Um, cliffs, and did a lot of hiking, relaxing, got a nice cottage, drinking wine in a hot tub. So I have basically done nothing in the world of games for the past probably two weeks um which is kind of nice got a little bit of a break like i barely even checked the discord i think i only watched like our staff uh channel and the video channel just to make sure there was no crazy updates that i was missing so my moderation uh ability kind of became zero for <laughs> a couple of weeks which was kind of nice so checked out a lot but what i did do is i was still able to log in and get my daily logins in eso uh, which was super awesome because I have an NVIDIA Shield tablet, which works great for that. Like, the internet connection we had at the cottage was six down by one up crappy DSL connection because <laughs> nobody expects to need anything there. But I was still able to use the Shield to log into GeForce Now, get the my uh, login reward. I was able to do a, even a little bit of questing, so I got a little bit further in the Elsewhere quest. I didn't want to play a lot because nature and all of those things so i was able to log in a little bit um but it was it was kind of amazing like with such a crappy internet connection i was still able to play eso i wouldn't have wanted to do anything challenging because i didn't feel super stable but it was able to quest without any issues so it was really cool um but yeah other than that i haven't really been doing anything vacation it was great vacation was super relaxing and i'm very happy now so that's awesome. But without further ado, it's probably a good time to punch into all of our news that we have for today. Are the mysteries of the UESP podcast. 
So we had a lot of news to cover today. So BE3 happened last night, which was a hoot for everybody in the uh, the attendance at the uh, event, as we heard throughout the streams throughout the night. And we've had a little <laughs> bit of a kind of a discourse happening on uh, Twitter and social media about were they too loud of people? Were they too quiet? Um. <laughs> were they... It's everywhere. People are just yelling. People are happy. Everybody is funny. As some of the tweets I was reading, everyone's like, this is the weirdest thing ever. People are either complaining about the people that were yelling too much or claiming that they were the people who were yelling too much. It's like, who was it? So we heard was a lot of... A lot of uh, it was a lot of major fans and their the developers themselves. Yeah, which is of course I think, they're excited. I think completely fair. I would if I was there. I also would have been yelling and screaming and with hype. I'm happy to get hyped. So I thought it was cool. It was all the ESO fans. So I understand that we have the best community in any game. It ever, was so. uh, what's his name, the guy running the Elder Memes account on uh, Twitter who claimed that he was a loud guy they kept cutting to. Yep. That guy claimed that it was him. Uh, my buddy from when I used to work with Heroes Hype, he used to be our social media account director, Nelstar, was there. He's a ESO streamer now, and he works for, I, think, I believe, 505 Gaming. He said it was him. Finn, I think, said it was him. Like, Finn from the yes. ESO team itself said it was him. So <laughs> I, my guess is all of them were doing it just at different times. So they all are taking credit for it because they're like, well, I remember screaming my head <laughs> off when they announced this part. And they're like, well, I screamed during this part. So I think it's I think it's fun. I don't think it was too, too I bad. I think it's the most amazing thing ever that there was some kind of fallout in social media over something. Fallout? And everyone's <laughs> clamoring to take credit for it. I know. It's kind of funny. <laughs> yeah, even our people in our chat are claiming that it was them. Well, <laughs> if it was you, good job. Okay, I was screaming from home, so maybe you guys yeah, just heard that. Might have been me. <laughs> awesome. Well, just before we get started in the news, I want to remind everybody again, if you're just tuning in, if you watch live with us, which happens Monday nights at 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, you can claim a torch bug, or you can enter for a chance to claim a torch bug code. Torch bug, I said it correctly that time. Yes, you uh, did. If you just type in exclamation mark torch bug into the chat, uh, you're entered into a raffle, which as after the show ends, we'll go through and do a raffle and announce the winner here. So make sure you go in there and get your chance to win. So AKB, do you want to pop over some of the UESP news we have before we talk about all the things from uh, BE3? So the big thing is that we, one, our maps have started to change over from Google Maps. We currently require some feedback on them. So if you're familiar, we have several interactive maps where you can look around provinces, find various things of interest, figure out your where you want to go, all that. They used to be on uh, Google Maps. So Google, despite us only basically using their API, have gone, hey, you guys have to pay us for that now, when it used to be uh, free. So last month we got a bill for $1,300. That's more which, than I would want it to be. Which is a lot of money for a mapping system where we aren't really using much from them. For really a so, fictional mapping system mm -hmm. at that. Like, let alone it being a mapping system yeah. at all. It's, it's a fictional one. So we 
Our maps are pretty popular. Uh, Dave Humphrey, the inventor of the UESG, said that they got 200,000 views uh, last month, so obviously people really do care about them. They are very useful, uh, in my own opinion. So we're switching them over to our own API, created for the Elder Scrolls Online originally, but kind of easily adaptable for the other games. So check them out, and please send us feedback if you notice any errors, or even if you just want some features added into them, because now that we're doing our own API, we have a lot more options available for what we want to do. Not and here's all... a... Oop, I Sorry. guess I'm not logged in. Never mind. Um, I, I'm going to drop the link to the uh, map so you can take a look at them. But yep. I have to log in again, apparently. And so everyone's aware of how feature development goes. Obviously, we're trying to get it to a functional level first <laughs> yeah. before it's, the month is over. And then it's functional. Feature develop we're right. Yes, we're it. trying to get it to feature complete um, as bug-free as possible by the end of the month. And then brand new innovative features can be a further down the line kind of thing. Yeah. But trying to do it before we get the next bill is really the big deadline. Yeah. yeah. That's, That's expensive weird. stuff. Uh, the other bit of news is that Dis er, Discord now has new features because Discord updated their features. So now we have a banner. Hooray. And that's it. Oh, we, oh, we also, also have extra emoji slots, don't we? Mm -hmm. We have an extra hundred. That's we so have good. yet to use one of them. I really wish we had, but... I think they're going to make me an emoji. Yeah, I think <laughs> we got to get that lost one in there. We also have better audio quality. And have a better 50 audio. megabyte upload limit for all members. Well, just read off the list of features. Why don't you pile I, on? That's literally what I'm doing. I have it open here on my other screen. Um, <laughs> he, we can he's also, done. That's the end. We can also and, use an animated server icon. Oh, you're oh right. my. Never mind. That's not the um, end. A custom server invite background. We already had that. Mm -hmm. Well, hold on. And then if we reach level three, which requires which we 50 do boosts. do not help us with that. We would have so, an extra 100 server emoji slots, which would give us a total of 250, which is a lot. 384 kilobit per second audio quality, a vanity URL, which we already have, and a 100 megabyte upload limit for all members. So here is me as we are Discord partners. I'm just going to straight up say this. That is not worth it because <laughs> the actual cost of that is $500 per month. Please do not help us get from level 2 to level 3. If you feel a desire to, maybe we want to, someone wants to switch off from boosting your server right now from level 2, maybe uh, message us about that. Go like, hey, I want to boost your server, and we might have, it might, that might be a good idea, but please don't be one of those people who are like over boosting a server that already has like 300 boosts. That doesn't benefit anyone, so and it does, is so expensive. So does that mean that we get no kind of kickback for server boosts? I was I actually curious. I have we, no idea about this. We absolutely do not get any money back from Discord for that. I would have and thought maybe, uh... it has been something that we commented on as like, hey, it's kind of weird that a community server we're not. There isn't a kickback in that regards, but... Yeah. Interesting. 
they have said that they've listened to that feedback and are considering changing it. And I'm not saying that as like, oh, I want your money for the boost. Uh, we don't really need it. I'll... But it'd be nice if it went that... into better features. Yes, we want better features yeah. and features that don't cost uh, our users five hundred dollars to unlock everything. Yeah, that's insanity. Um, one other bit of side note before anybody asks, because I know like all over like every zone chat I saw in ESO today and everything else, the BE3 drops are coming tomorrow for PC and by the 19th for console. For ESO. <coughs> the Legends one has already been delivered. I'm going to have to log in real quick. Ooh, um, I think they said for the, the rollout that they'll start rolling out tomorrow and it might be the 12th before you finally receive them. Mm -hmm. But be patient. Be patient. Be patient. It will come. Yes, they will Just be trust. Trust in the system. So, BE3 was kind of Bethesda's... Is that... It was BE3 before the actual kickoff of E3? Was the actual kickoff of E3 today? Yes. Yeah, so it's a pre-E3 conference that they've done for a couple of years now. And that's kind of where they get a stage on... In... Can I comment oh. on that real quick? Yeah, go ahead. So, I think it was actually Bethesda that had the idea first to go like, we're just going to hold our own show before the actual E3 show. But because they did that, everyone else went like, well, we're going to have a show before Bethesda's show. So now E3 starts on the Friday before E3 starts with like EA going like, hey, guys, <laughs> it's the most bizarre thing. It's the stupidest arm race ever. Yeah, it's a bit of like... like it's interesting that they're just spreading it out further and further and further. So it might be like same thing weeks. as how movies launch on a certain date, which means you can watch it at seven p.m. the day before. Yeah. Well, I also believe. Uh, I swear there was E threes where there were shows going on simultaneously, and there if used you're to a developer, be, yeah. do you really want your show to be competing with someone else's? Yeah, especially when it was somebody like Xbox having their show, and there'd be overlap on them. That was the thing that happened. So this does kind of alleviate a lot of those problems. But yeah, so they had the announcements. They had a lot of things to say. Not a ton of news, but I think we've got a decent amount to cover tonight. So why don't we get started with our first one that was mentioned, which is the Elder Scrolls Blades. So Lost, do you want to get started on kind of what news came out for that? Yeah, so they talked about the fact that Blades came out and they were so grateful that because of everyone's support, it was their second number one mobile game. Just like Fallout Shelter, it became number one in the App Store. And a lot of people are trying it out. And it's still in early access. It's not even formally released yet, though that seems to mostly be a marketing thing. Yeah. Because literally anyone can grab it and start playing. <laughs> and they said that, you know, we've got the biggest update yet coming out. And it comes out now. So everyone already has that. They announced it yesterday. The update's out today. And they did a lot of stuff. There are new jobs in the game, including one-on-one -on -one solo arena matches with different gladiators. They've added voice acting, which I don't think any of them actually mentioned. It's just yeah. everyone got mm -hmm. in and started hearing it. And it's both mainly for main quests and for some NPCs just walking around in town. You'll hear them give their voice lines, which is yeah. fun. And I didn't realize I missed it until it started happening. <laughs> or I didn't realize I wanted it until they gave it to me. Mm -hmm. it's... Yeah, one thing I noticed about that is uh, 
Theodore Gorlash, when he has his voice, it makes it very, very clear who he actually is. Yeah, there's no, like, there wasn't really that much ambiguity before. Right. But <laughs> when it's West John, West Johnson, right? Yeah. Yeah. When, when it's him speaking, you know why they got him for that, that part. Uh, they also he got Wes Johnson for it. Uh, it sounds, it like sounds it. identical. I really think it is. I mean, they have a ringer for Elder Scrolls Online for some reason. I don't know. I guess we have to double check. I don't know if they have credits or anything. But... I'm taking a look right now as we speak. We could and, probably uh, just ask him. He'd probably tell us. He's very net friendly on uh, Twitter. Yeah, he that's... talks. Yeah, okay, I've got the credits, but it's very slowly scrolling. So if I notice it later, I'll let you know. Sounds good. All right. Um, they added jewelry crafting and jewelry into the game. It previously, whenever you looked at those equipment slots, it said coming soon, but they've added that in. They've also added a free bonus. If you were on iPhone or, well, sorry, if you're on the system at all, if you sign in on Android, you get one special gift. And if you sign in on Apple, you get another special gift. Which I have a of this huge week. problem with because I want sweet rolls. Who doesn't want sweet rolls? <laughs> and I have an iPhone. I was like, why do I get apple pie? I don't think about Elder Scrolls. I don't think about apple pie. I want sweet rolls. Because Apple. <laughs> so, yeah, each gift but that how you does, get. I guess Android does have their, like, treats. Is there yeah, their treats stuff. Yeah, that's, I figure where they got it from. Yeah, so I'm probably get... going to have to, like, borrow my parents' phone to be able to try and get the other one. Yep, my wife downloaded it on her Apple phone so that I can get that one in. Yeah, each yes, gift you can gives get you both. 200 gems, which means if you log in on both systems, you'll get 400. Each one gives you a different magic ring, and rings are interesting because they give you like an extra perk level, either in your spells or your stamina-based abilities. So it's like you had invested another attribute or skill point into them. And then amulets, I've heard, boost your... Uh, the perks, the passive ones in the middle of the different skills you can choose. And you also get a cool decoration for your town. If you get, if you're on Apple, you get an apple pie banner or an apple tree banner with apple pies under it. And if you're on Android, you get a sweet roll banner with a plate full of sweet rolls underneath it. Just both atrocious. are cool. They're silly, but they're awesome. So I recommend logging in. And then they asked, also added a brand new, I guess, main quest line in, which Alara mentioned. And I haven't played it yet, so do you want to comment on it briefly, but non-spoilery, Alara? Well, like many other things in Bethesda E3 last night, it involves dragons. Hooray! Absolutely. Oh, I have the... the I'm going to walk up to Theodore Gorlash right now. We'll see if we can hear his voice. Uh, I'm at the... I'm actually at the... Uh, see if we can... What an interesting coincidence. Is, are you guys able to see? Yeah, I can see it. It definitely sounds like Wes it Johnson. Definitely sounds like Wes. Theodore Gorlash and Shulkanak and Kalimarel are all Wes Johnson. Interesting, right there. Oh, he was busy. Good job. Man, I got to go find voice acting for Shulkanak. See, this is a thing that mildly annoys me. <laughs> I can't just start a new game file. This isn't the kind of game where you just start a new file up because it's such a long-form game, which means I can't go back and hear that dialogue, which is I, just you can. I sad. believe you can actually pay to get it reset on the same account, but you it's what? much smarter to just create a new account. You'd have to set up. You'd have to reinstall the app with a new account. Yeah, right. I mean, it's possible. I'm not saying it's not possible. It's just a, huge, a huge amount of investment. Of yeah. 
and that's too bad. Yeah, oh, but it's cool. Uh, yeah, I think it was a bit too quiet. I was had it playing on my speaker, but I think. Yeah, I'll t- I'll turn mine up here. Find him real quick. I'm in front of him. I'll try walking away and walking back. Grant, okay, back. I'm by him. Do it, Laura. Okay. Oop, walked past him. <laughs> Did it play it? I didn't, actually didn't hear it. No, I didn't hear it. No, it doesn't play it every time. Oh, well. I wonder if I turned the music and sound off, but I wonder if sound is like overall instead of like sound effects like footsteps. Okay, let's try this. I can hear yours, yeah. Remember me, warrior. Cheerio, friend. Yeah, if you can hear it. Don't be a stranger. That definitely sounds like him, so. Yep. Well. Well, oh, I have my phone on silent. That's why I'm not hearing anything. <laughs> <laughs> this is what you come to USP for, folks. We're going to get yeah. you all the best dialogue lines. Question for me. So, the other <laughs> stuff that they announced about Blades is that it's coming... Like, they already said before they want to bring it to everything. But they formally announced that it's coming to Switch, which they joked, hey, Switch Blades. But <laughs> this fall, they're going to be releasing it on Nintendo Switch. And the really cool part of that is that it's going to be synced accounts... So you can log into the Switch and have your same character at the same point of progress from your phone. That's what that joke was. Yeah, Switchblades. Oh, you I didn't did not... get that? I actually missed that one, yeah. Yeah, no, he's like, and we got a Switchblade. Yeah. yeah just kind of waiting I for people to catch on, and then everyone's like, oh. <laughs> yeah, I missed a lot of stuff trying to type and <laughs> listen, and yeah. Uh, they also mentioned that this fall, with the Switch update, or at least around that part, there's going to be another update to the game coming, and that's when they're going to introduce um, player... Well, sorry, PvP already has the idea of player in it. Right now, you can do arena battles against NPCs, but whatever it means, they're going to have player versus player battles coming up in an update this fall. Yeah. And so I imagine that'll come what with that Switch. apple pie banner looks like. Don't looks like the that. white tree of Gondor, but it's blue and has apples. You know what it looks like? <laughs> Not a sweet roll. That's what it looks like. <laughs> and I don't think I have any Android devices that'll support it. I'm so oh, I'm so sad right now. It's fine. We'll make it. That basically work. covers it for Blades, though. So I guess then ESO is the next big thing. Yeah. And the one thing I did want to say str- oh, on Blades, it. though, is. I had previously been wondering about um, whether or not Blades made sense to bring to PC and console, which I still have questions about, except for the Switch. <laughs> the Switch makes perfect sense coming to it, because it's kind of, the, it's it's very much just like a phone on steroids for gaming. Like, it's not really yeah. <laughs> a true console because it's more portable and not, like, tied to your TV. So I think it makes more sense actually having it on the Switch because then you could just do your quick pop-in and play and get off just, like, the same way you would with another Switch game. So that one, I think, makes sense where I'm still not sure if I want to see it on PC. Can I take a moment to point out this dialogue where Zemarak basically has to question... If you're an idiot or not, <laughs> you you ask him. Tell me again why is Euraxia no longer a threat? 
And he just straight up goes like, because you killed her. <laughs> like, like that happened like five minutes ago, and they give you an option to ask someone about why she's no longer a problem. A spoiler <laughs> alert, though, by the way. But spoiler alerts, the bad guy dies. What? Um, that is interesting. But speaking of ESO, so we got a really cool new trailer for ESO, which was fantastic. It was like one of the most hype trailers, I think. Everything they've done for the Elsewhere launch has been absolutely just like perfect as far as all of the like marketing materials has been going, the hype that they've been building. I've been 100% on board with everything that they've been doing. Um, hey, what are your guys' thoughts from the trailer? Do you have any favorite moments? I think really everyone's good. favorite moment is Kamira hissing back Kamira at Kamira hissing <laughs> at a dragon is just yep. perfect. Yeah, no, I can't. It was it. a really... All but, their blurred trailers are really good. I, they, they look so expensive. I, I just... I, I think it's really, worth it. I, think I just for wish the they'd of, make an actual movie. I would, yeah, I do and I don't. I don't want them to have to worry about plot. I don't want them to have to worry about, like, lore continuity. I like these because they're just, like, these little snippets. There's no real back story that needs to be told in them. They're just they're really well done. They're so here's the question. What did you think yeah. of the World of Warcraft movie? As a fan of World of Warcraft, actually, I'm wearing a World of Warcraft movie shirt right now. Um, <laughs> so that's... <laughs> ironic timing um i liked it but i completely understand why nobody else did i liked the, i just liked the animation of it i liked it and was, i liked being in the world it's kind of like the same feeling i get from the new harry potter movies i'm just excited to have something back in the world of harry potter but the movies themselves i don't think are actually really good but I, I just yeah. like the world and the universe that it exists in. And that's kind of what I felt with the Warcraft movie, where it's like I was very happy with the movie itself. But you had a movie where a lot of the like names are confusing names that kind of sound similar to other names in the movie. People aren't really invested in it. But as far as the movie went, it, it followed the story well. It did all of those things great. It just wasn't – the world doesn't want a – movie about a video game where people already kind of know a lot of the story behind it like they want new universes being uh built out there so for somebody who was not a fan of world of warcraft or warcraft that kind of movie wouldn't go over well at all whereas someone who was a fan it's had a lot more of like it was like a fan favorite kind of movie just kind of those things so i could imagine the same would happen with an elder scrolls movie yeah, I haven't uh, played World of Warcraft, actually. I kind of have kind of a basic general knowledge of what yeah. it's about. And I liked, yeah, the animation, seeing what I know, you know, as a game world. And I'm sure a lot of fans, you know, enjoyed seeing a lot of the stuff that they've heard about. But, um, yeah, as a story, it felt like there's just a lot of stuff crammed into it. It felt like there's 100%. things that you'd have to know in advance. Yeah. And it wasn't and, as accessible to someone who hasn't Yeah, and the yeah, problem is, too, it. is, like, they had to, like the really there's some really really interesting um story points that could be done in a movie based on the world of Warcraft kind of like the story of Thrall rising the war chief and stuff like that they could have done a really good job with that but yeah. they need to do this movie first 
so that they can explain so any of that stuff makes sense. Because otherwise you've got all these characters that have these backstories that they can't really fill in without just like a billion flashback scenes. So I think it's, I think the same thing would happen. The only thing that would possibly work for an Elder Scrolls 1 would be a movie set in none of the times that we'd really know anything about. But I don't know if yeah. I even want that. I think it would have to have plot come first before anything. And a lot of the um, game plots, you know, that we have wouldn't really translate well to a movie. I agree with you. So they probably have to come up with something new, but I'm not sure, you know, how that would work either. Yeah. So other than that, we got to see the sweet Breton boy back in the trailer that they showed as well from the original ESO trailer, which I think I have him. Yeah, here he is. We got a little Funko of him hanging up on my shelf, which now apparently he's a necromancer. I thought he was a Nightblade before, but... Why does he just keep on getting his butt kicked in every fight he's in? Because he's a player oh. character. Have you ever played he... the game? That's the opposite of what <laughs> happens. Get... No, you get crushed the first, like, 20 times you try a boss, and then you finally get it after smashing your bone face against a wall for... No, that's not what happens to me. If at most okay. I try trial once right now, bosses. go into a trial. I do. Okay. Is there any explanation? I mean, obviously he's a necromancer, and presumably he must be serving as a vestige. But didn't he get like real dead during the original run of trailers? Dead. Yeah, I like I'm he pretty was... sure he died, and he was undead, and he fought the Nord hero, and the Nord hero finished him off before fighting Manamarco. That's what yeah, it was. Well, but... A scene where the um, elf like healed him or something like that. I don't quite remember. Oh, what was the whole deal with the elf in that original trailer series? Anyway, she was like... a mage and she was showing real mage power, not gameplay mage power, <laughs> which was pretty cool. Yeah, yeah. Those characters, like the Breton, the Nord, and the uh, high elf, are okay. the representations of the player yeah. characters. I why so they have to kill like the Nord? What's well, that? He he went to Cold Harbor, which presumably means he also became a vestige. Yeah, he's you. So I've heard, yeah, I've heard one theory that um, the elf kind of got focused in Somerset, and now the Breton's kind of getting focused elsewhere. So maybe the next chapter might be Skyrim based. That interesting theory. Uh, I think the next chapter won't be because I think they're saving it for twenty twenty one. Will be a Skyrim based chapter. Oh, maybe. So far away. That's a good it's only door. two years. That's two chapters away. They could do it. <laughs> but, I mean, you look at the map, where else are they going to... Oh, we're getting far away. Forget it. Yeah. We'll save that for a different discussion. <laughs> um, but speaking of the characters from the past that showed up again during the trailer, yeah. Sai Sahan shows up, which was awesome, I thought, um, which kind of gives us an answer to the, canonically, who do we sacrifice to the... Um, it was Varen. Everyone knew that. But I bet what they'll do is I because they said give us. Um, I think they tweeted out something about it because people were tweeting at them, and they said like give us a little bit of credit. Don't worry, we've got this handled. Uh, I have to find the exact tweet to it. But yeah, they were. They basically said there will be an explanation. There, there will be something different if you sacrificed him. Yeah, which nobody has. So it's funny that they'll actually have to. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it, it's an honest thing. Like if you're well, wasn't it like eighty-seven percent? Like you have three characters for this choice for people who aren't aware. You have this Nord half giant 
She has her whole life ahead of her. She wants to do things after this. You have Saisa Han, this super cool sword singer, last of his kind. He's he wants to revive the art. I don't think he he's a sword has... singer yet, though, is he? He was the closest person who got to actually sword singing for this age again. Okay. And I found the tweet, by the way. And Saisa Han and I can never remember the half giant's name. Lyris Titanborn. I'm not going to remember that. So the half giant and Saisa Han go like, hey, we're also in love, so we just Ross- told you the name though. <laughs> I already forgot. Things are hard. <laughs> So the half giant and Saisahan like, oh, we're also in love, by the way. Wink. So if we both survived that, that would be pretty cool, wink. And then you it's have Varen Aquarius, or whatever his last name is, going like, I want to die, please kill me. I hate life. Everything I've done is terrible, <laughs> and I'm going to do nothing if I survive this. So who do you choose? Oh yeah, <laughs> by the way, this was all his fault in the first place. And he says, please choose me. They all say, please choose me, but... He's really asking for it, though. Yeah. So if you chose someone beside uh, Varen for a character you actually cared about, please send us a message and we will... Revoke your Torchbug entry. <laughs> yes. <laughs> we'll, we'll tell you. you why you were wrong. What was the tweet, Alara? Was it about the Saison thing? Mm-hmm. Yeah, so someone um, asked them, what if I killed Saisahan? And their answer was, guess you'll have to wait and see you, with like a winking kissy face. They're, they're going to delete your account. <laughs> <laughs> they're just like, you, so, don't, you shouldn't be playing this game. There's Fair a enough. very small but I think important point to be made on that topic, is that whenever somebody gets you know a teaser about something new, and they think that there might be a lore problem with it, they freak out. They will accuse the developers of being of dumb or forgetful yeah. or not caring about lore. Like, bring it to their attention, but don't rage about it. Like, I mean, these people care too. As much as we might try to claim they don't, they're probably going to touch on it. I and mean, I do remember sure. uh, Lawrence Chick straight up going like, hey, we don't really have a way to resolve uh, the, a plot hole regarding how you're resurrected if you do the Morrowind start. And it hasn't ever really been addressed fully. Yeah. But yeah. they But it's that's uh, one of those things where it's like gameplay greater yes, than lore. Gameplay mm-hmm. is more important than the story for them in some aspects. But Sai Sahan being alive isn't gameplay, it's just story. Yeah. For sure, yeah. Oh well. Fact is they'll deal with it. Um they talked a little bit about the upcoming plans to continue the Year of the Dragon. Who knows the details about it? I remember the names, and that's about it. It's uh, they didn't really Dragon give the details. They didn't give the details in BE3, but then there was a news post that gave a lot more information yeah. right afterwards. And, and I, mean, I believe they said they would do more at QuakeCon. Yeah. yeah, that's what I heard. I didn't see the news. No, so they did. There's They announced the two uh, new DLCs coming out, Q3, Q4. Q3 is going to be uh, Scalebreaker, which will be a dungeon DLC. Um, we don't know too much of the information about that, but we do have the new loading screen for it, which I saw somewhere, and I'll have to try to find they, it in a second. They told us the names of the dungeons, but I do not recall them. 
and Dragon. Uh, yeah, I, I don't. <laughs> yeah, we'll have to pull that up. And Dragonhold is the fourth one in Q4, where they actually state in the article that we're going to Pelotine in a zone, a questing zone DLC. So I think that's very exciting. Which means more elsewhere, more cats, hopefully more fur stocks, and we'll get to see cats in jungle instead of just cats in desert, which is also fun. Yeah. Okay. So the new dungeons are. Jungle Moon- kitties. <laughs> Moongrave, Fane, and Lair of Marsalak. Moongrave, Fane, and Lair of Marsalak. Okay. Yeah. So still dragons, too. Yeah, but again, Year of the Dragon. We probably knew that. Yeah, they said the last uh, part of it is going to be uh, Dragonhold, which will be focusing on Saisa Han, who is now the leader of the Dragon Guard, which are the precursors to the Blades. Yeah, which is just... yep. And it takes place in southern elsewhere in the region Pelotine. Yeah. And I don't know how I feel about Zaisahan leading what are going to be the blades, especially as the Dragon Guard, because I always thought the Dragon Guard aspect of the blades was kind of silly. But I mean, he was already the leader of the Dragon Guard, right? Was yeah. he? Yep. Like the Dragon Guard was Varen's bodyguard. And now that they don't have Varen to bodyguard, they're doing their other mission, which is kill, kill dragons. dragons. I don't know how I feel about the the Dragon Guard signing up to protect an emperor who isn't dragonborn. That's I don't like. Well, that. that's a whole. Well, that that's what they tried to fix, which then leads us into the entire plotline of ESO's main <laughs> quest. I know, but they should have just gone like from the start, like yeah, but you're not dragonborn, so there's no reason for you to be emperor. Uh, that that's an argument for another day. Yeah, yeah. So those things, though, that he he comes in, he pulls out the dragon horn, um, which is uh, they actually explained what that horn was. It was a it's a pre order item you can get for Dragon Hold. They're selling it in their uh, online shop right now. What was it? Let me um, just the stop. Horn of Jadari. I Thank will you. post a link in chat. Excellent. Then I will what, click that link. What does uh, what is its deal? Oh, it's so cool. Oh, I need it. You can also drink out of it, apparently. <laughs> oh. Yeah, it says uh, the Horn of Jadari is a replica based upon the horn that formerly belonged to a legendary dragon. The dragon guard used the horn as a weapon, like a trumpet blast, to down dragons so they can fight them up close. Given that the horn of Jadari is a horn that you blow through, using it as a drinking vessel would have been a rare privilege afforded only to the greatest heroes. That is an expensive sippy cup. It is. Oh, the, How much the, does it cost? It's $80. $80. So that it'll be like $2,000 if I want to buy it. <laughs> Stupid shipping and exchange rate. That was the thing. We got the uh, Our Elder Scrolls t-shirt. Um, which was like twenty bucks or something like that, and then it cost me like forty five dollars to ship it, and I was just like, yeah. uh, and it took yeah, me like two months to get it. Yeah, the shipping costs are already expensive enough, uh, yeah. just in the U.S. Yeah, add Canada onto that. So if anybody, guess, yeah, another small news thing then sort of related to that is they announced they're doing a rewards program for their store, and so there's different levels you can earn based on how much you spend in a year. You can oh. earn free shipping eventually, but oh, it's quite a bit of money, I think, to. Yeah. Yeah. So if anybody was planning to flush $100 down the toilet, feel free to send me a (laughs) replica of the dragon, the horn of Jadari, 
um, I'll send you my address and you can just ship it to me. If you're just planning on flushing it anyways, so I'm kidding. Um, yeah, that's awesome though that they've been making these because I was sad that they didn't have a collector's edition for ESO because I 100% would have bought that. But I think yeah, it's really same. cool that they're doing it this way and adding the collectibles into the store as time goes on for the people that really want them. And then they don't have to worry about the kind of like the other stuff like the discs and like the <laughs> books and all of the things that they have to add up before shipping out the collector's edition. So I think it's really cool that they're doing it this way. I've just been lazy and I forgot to order the Wrath Stone for myself and now it's sold out. So I'm sad. Yeah, same here. Because I, I just realized that, yeah, it's an expensive thing itself, but if it had come in the collector's edition... I would I mean, have paid 60 bucks more amount. for it anyway, so... Yeah. So we've just convinced Alara to buy the horn. Um, she'll no. be placing that order <laughs> tonight, I'm sure, and then showing it on stream as soon as she gets it. But as far as ESO goes, I believe that's kind of all we really had a lot of the stories that they were showing because i think one of the big things they wanted to show off at be3 was kind of like the we listen to our fans our fans are a big part of what we do yes and a lot of Uh, the stories were definitely eso based stories which i thought was pretty awesome oh a thing just crossed my mind eso seems to be on sale i don't know everything that's on sale but at least base game is 10 bucks most places i believe oh sweet so if I'll you're looking for something ESO, like if you don't have the game at all, I'm positive it's on sale, and some of the expansions and stuff might be cheaper right now. So check it out if there was something you were wanting to pick up. Yeah, on the um, on their store online, it just looks like the standard edition, which comes with uh, Morrowind. It looks like is on sale. Oh, and is it ten bucks? Yeah, ten bucks. So base game and Morrowind for ten bucks. Yeah, that's a at lot least of, one option. A lot of the start of the show felt like it was just basically to apologize for uh, what happened in the fallout from last year. Pun kind of intended. Fallout? Haha. <laughs> yeah. 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 And then like- it was a few lines. They were sincere about it, it felt like. I mean, Todd's mm-hmm. good at seeing me that way, but I, I felt good about it. But it was just a few lines acknowledging difficulties that were rightly criticized, and then yeah. we've moved on and we've grown past it yeah. to something good. Mm-hmm. Here's how we're yeah, going to make it, it better. <laughs> yeah, yeah. They, We've had a lot which... of excitement in the last year, and given that excitement, we're surprised that some of you are still here. <laughs> it's a really good quote. Like, yeah, they did also. Sly. Yeah, and also they, for Fallout 76, they did mention um, well-deserved criticism. So, yeah. It's, yeah. The thing that I liked was, that I actually liked about that was the fact that basically they were like, hey, these were our problems. Uh, this is what we fixed so far, and this is how we're going to continue remedying this situation. Although apparently there are still a lot of actual major issues with uh, what happened with Fallout 76. Apparently people still haven't gotten their uh, duffel bags and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. it's They're working on it, though. It's like it's one of those things. Like as Those things take time to fix and remedy, and some yeah. people probably are late getting them. Like, look, they're shipping me something I just paid for. It took them two months. Like, well, yeah, and my ESL collector's edition book that was misprinted. Yeah, like stuff like that happens, and that's usually also <laughs> external vendors that they're working with trying to get that working. So it's not like the guy that sits there and codes the game is also being like, crap, I need to send out all these duffel bags now. Like, that's not how it works. It's outsourced at, like three separate times to subcontractors of subcontractors of subcontractors. Um, there'll be a lot, a lot of issues happen, and 
they owned it at least. They said, yeah, we screwed up. We're going to make it better. So I think that's a like a good lesson to have. And like they, they've done it before too. ESO, the, if everybody remembers the launch yeah. of ESO was yep. pretty atrocious. There was problems. People couldn't log in. It was everybody played it and they're like, oh, this isn't that much fun. And it dropped off, but they fixed it. They <laughs> come around and now... Like, look at the launch of ESO compared to people complaining that the fans are too hyped about the announcements <laughs> that are happening for ESO. Like, it's phenomenal. Like, so mm-hmm. I'm not, I'm not worried they're going to be able to do better in the future. And that, sure, there may be problems again. And sure, people should be hesitant before they pre-order games. And I think that should go for every game ever. Yes. Like, just blindly throw your money at things because you think it can. Like, make sure you're doing educated guesses if. Reviews of the game are important to you. Wait until you re- read reviews of the game. If you want to be the first one playing the game day one, then buy it if that's what is important to you. Like people, I think need to expect great things, but also be realistic in their expectations. So, yeah, and if you do, you know, get in the game right away, and there's issues, I mean, they've been good about listening to feedback. Look at ESO. Look at how um, the legends, uh, the New client had a lot of issues, even blades with the chess. They yeah. listen to us. You don't need to be all raging at them. They will just take regular criticism. Yeah. But it's a regular thing with games lately. It just they take take some time. Yeah. Just there be cool, is everybody. Something be to cool. be said about how the industry seems to be having a lot more issues with this for most major developers. And a lot of that has to do with the fact that the scale of gaming is so much larger as Todd Howard talked to us about in that interview we did with him at PAX East. Like, yes, like a game that was worked on by six people could have a ton of problems, but usually it's also so small that a single yeah. human can figure out what's wrong with it. That's barely possible now anymore, you know? Yeah. It's also, mm-hmm. I don't even know if it's even a difference of the games themselves, too. It's the atmosphere that exists in the gaming community, and this is probably a conversation for another day, but it's just a interesting talk, is... Programming if, in general, I think. Not, yeah, just, just culture, not even gaming, not even specific media as a whole. It's the culture now, if you look at sites like YouTube, Reddit, and thing, Twitter, and things like that, they profit off things being attacked and complained about and pushed so it's a lot easier and it makes a lot more sense for if i say hey this thing sucks 20 more people say hey yeah this thing does suck it's it's the way the media pushes it whereas if i think about when world of warcraft came out there were so many problems with world of warcraft the game was barely like you could barely make it a day without having a server crash on you you would lose progress i had one character that just disappeared one day and they didn't know what happened to it like it is literally they're just like yeah we have no idea what happened to your character we have logs of it existing before this date we don't have any logs of it existing after this date and you didn't delete it we don't know what happened like but that happened and you're like oh that sucks and they're like here we'll give you a bunch of free stuff and i remember i got like free server transfers and free character things like for like un godly amounts of them that i never even had to use but because they're like a lot of these terrible things will happen and it's just now if one little bad thing happens or anything you don't like happens we have a culture that's just a a complete outrage that's just going to start flipping out being like i can't trust anything they do they're the worst people that have ever walked the earth let's burn their houses down it is actually worth mentioning that 
a lot of the people leading those kind of things are being paid to be controversial. Potentially. Like, mm-hmm. no, like not, if you're talking about like no, YouTube like, viewer clicks, like exactly. Yeah, like, definitely. It's, they make more money posting something. Yeah. That says, and gaming news outlets, which, stuff like that. Yeah. I can post a exactly. video that says Elder Scrolls online is awesome. And no one's going to click it. If I yeah. post a link to it and it says like, will Elder Scrolls kill your children? Probably going to get more clicks and it's going to make me more money. Because that's the way As the Todd Howard works. murdered a child in 1995. Right? Let's like, find out in our expose. I'm already curious about that link. <laughs> he wasn't working for yeah. Bethesda at the time, right? So doesn't really relate to Elder Scrolls. Oh, so fine. that's yeah, the crazy meanwhile, thing. Meanwhile, <laughs> was. Yeah, meanwhile, in a YouTube comment, I uh, responded to someone who was complaining about Blades having microtransactions. I'm like, it's a free game. Come on. And they were like, oh, how much is Bethesda paying you to show oh, yeah. their game? We're probably going to get called shills right now. Yeah. <laughs> Just waiting for it. But uh, other news, while we move up, will I get off my soapbox for a minute? And oh, we're going back to here. Elder Scrolls discussions. Let's, yeah. let's talk about Legends. Alara, do you want to kind of uh, go over some of the Legends news that we found out about? I sure will. So I don't know if you guys remember a few days ago, it was discovered that uh, Bethesda, or Zenimax, I think, actually um, had a trademark for a new logo. It turns out that that is the new official logo for Legends. And that was actually something that um, CBH and um, Joey had mentioned back at PAX East. They said they're looking for a new logo similar to the Blades one that can be used like for the app icon. So, yeah, that's what that is. And there is a new expansion coming. So they had told us that there will be four this year. And they're not going to be story mode, just That's playing so card many. expansions. Yeah. There's so, so many expansions. I mean, you do need that to stay relevant, especially for... Oh, uh, for sure. Yeah, especially after how long it had been between oh my. the yeah, other ones. The, yeah. the content the way it was before. Was real. Like, yeah. it was like the game... Uh, was supposed to come out, then it just didn't, and no one knew why. Then it kind kind of quietly came out, and then it was like nine months before anything else was added to the game. Yeah, yeah, and even between the last few things, but yeah, then um, Sparky Bands have been working on uh, you know redesigning the client from scratch. Spark, Spark, Sparky Bands fixed everything about this game, basically. Mm-hmm. Whatever yeah. the heck happened under yeah. the previous developers. I would just like to say too, as as like that's another example. As much hate as Sparky Pants got when the new client came out, looking at it now, it is phenomenal mm-hmm. how well it plays, yeah. how smooth it plays. Like playing it on mobile is actually a playable experience now. Whereas the yeah, old the UI client, is like, a lot better. The old client was just a slog. Like I'd have I'd have like 15, 20 minutes. I'm like, okay, I could probably get a game of Legends in, and then twenty minutes goes by, and I'm like, well, I'm almost ready to get a game of legends started oh no guess my time's out like they've done a phenomenal job so like hats off to those developers for yeah and especially something like this and fixing it just talking about the difference between uh direwolf that's what they were and sparky pants in my own experience is that we tried to kind of reach out to direwolf for uh stuff related to the game several times and I never got any kind of response back. Like, we would tweet at them and stuff like that, and they never cared. But every time we've even kind of mentioned Sparky Pants, 
online, they have um, almost immediately responded. It's a very different experience just between yeah. the two. No, they've been so absolutely mm-hmm. awesome. So what are the exciting new things we learned about a Legends, Alara? Yep. So, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the new expansion uh, coming out June 27th is Moons of Elsewhere. And it appears to be a tie-in to what's currently going on in ESO. So um, there is a pre-order bundle already available. Um, it's $50 like the uh, previous pre-order bundles have been, and that gets you 50 packs, a legendary card pack, a special card back, which looks like the Wrathstone tablet, and the uh, title Bearer of the Wrathstone. A thing that we didn't mention in the notes is that this expansion is going to have about 75 cards, so it's a little bit smaller than the previous one. But that also means that the pre-order is more likely to get you a higher percentage of the collection. Yeah. Food for thought. Yeah, I like the also more be frequent, smaller expansions versus the one like big Bamoth. Like, I think the one previous, like with Direwolf, I think there were were they two hundred or one hundred and fifty card expansions? Yeah, they're one hundred fifty card. Yeah, expansions, like Skyrim was, and Morrowind, I think both had uh, one hundred and fifty. Yeah, which is too. It was too big. I think I'm still trying to finish my collection on those. Yeah, I only actually recently uh, finished the Morrowind one. Yeah. Just before the last one's released. But, yeah, they did say there will be theme decks. Um, if you remember, that was something that didn't happen right away with this previous one, Alliance War. Yeah, they did think, add them later on, though. Those are in the game now. Yeah, but, I think they tried to get away from those and then decided, nope, everybody really likes those theme decks, yeah. so let's put them back in. <laughs> and they have announced, or actually here, I'll link to the, um, they have an article about it. Let's show some of the cards that they've revealed so far. So um, some of the mechanics already mentioned. Um, there's going to be a wax and wane mechanic. And these are going to be different effects that switch at the end of each turn. That's kind of cool, yeah. So, uh, for example, one of the cards they gave is Moonfaith's Suthe. And so it's a agility co- three cost, 2-2. Two, two. And its wax ability is plus one, plus one, and drain. And Wayne is draw a card. So, so oh, go ahead. I say <laughs> the idea behind that is obviously one, it ties into the moon theme, the dual nature of the Khajiit. But mechanically, especially for early game cards, it helps really set the pace for what's happening on what turn. And mm-hmm. I'm talking like I know what I'm talking about. I really like Legends, but play it almost never, but I always keep reading up on it. But that's a really cool idea that might have trouble taking off, but it's just thematic and cool. Yeah. Cards that have flexibility depending on what turn it is. Don't worry, uh, don't worry, Hyrule. We can just declare you to be an official, unofficial Elder Scrolls pages legends expert so you can talk about it as much as you want i did watch the show while i was gone the one you guys did without me and i heard when you called me a savant or whatever it was <laughs> i don't think i'm quite to that level but i appreciate i remember saying mean things about you <laughs> but you also called that... him a gaming knowledge savant at one point i call him like i see it he remembers <laughs> a lot of like i'll go like here's Every interaction with Lost and Hyrule with me now is like, I'll say like a little thing like, 
I'll go like, oh, hey, you guys remember this? And, and Lost in Hyrule will go like, oh, it was in the year 1891 on a sunny day in late September. Yeah, I when believe it was a Thursday. Ha- <laughs> Let me check my sources on that, though. And he'll go like, yep. I just... Uh- History Buff just asked a question about Wax and Wayne. There, I think it was a tweet or a Reddit comment that confirmed it's based on turn, not Magicka level. Yes. So when you hover over your Magicka meter, I guess, it will tell you what turn you're on with the pop-up tooltip. Okay. I, yeah, I wasn't sure about that, but I know that they said like Wax would be on odd number ones and... Mm-hmm. Wayne will be on even number ones. Easy to remember by the number of characters in the word. Yep. And if you can remember which of those words is which for moon phases, it makes sense that new moon, waxing, full moon, waning, new moon. So wax comes first if you're starting with new moon. But that's not as easy as the letter count. But we can teach people <laughs> about lunar phases, so it's important to know. Yes. So we can add, so this when you're like a little kid and you're convincing your parents that video games are good. You're like, I'm learning things. So <laughs> also don't be a little kid and watching us. We're not rated mature. We're fine. Nobody swears. Our... But don't play any of the we... games we talk about. <laughs> Just don't play. The well, games no, Legends yet. is fine. <laughs> well, is our Legends... interview was what rated mature. I had to, I had to <laughs> list our Todd Howard interview as explicit. So apologies if people were, <laughs> Offended by the language in there, as I didn't feel comfortable bleeping it out Todd Howard. It was solely because of Todd Howard. It was yeah. solely because of Todd Howard. It was 100 because of Todd Howard, and I was just like, I was editing it, and I'm just like, do I bleep Todd Howard? Yeah, no, we had quite a discussion about that. Todd. I know. I was just like, I don't even know because we our podcast isn't listed as explicit, so I was just like, can I even make? A single episode of the podcast explicit? Like, how do I do this? I don't want to have to get us like, pulled from iTunes. It's straight out of the Imperial City Edition podcast. Yeah. So. All right. So that sidebar. Uh, other mechanics that they revealed a lot. Lost, of, no, Lost was none of our editorializing tonight. <laughs> so yeah, tired. So, uh, yeah, on topic of the Todd interview, if you guys didn't see, we had that uh, the audio of it released as a special episode of the podcast last week. Yeah. And you can read a transcript of it on the wiki. It's just, if you go on the front page, there's a link in our news. At this point, I just want to cut Lost off the next time he starts talking about the features. <laughs> okay, so yeah, okay. going back to the uh, mechanics then. Uh, another one is Consume, which allows you to remove a card from your discard pile to gain an effect. So, um, one card that they reveal that uses this is Black Worm Neophyte. It's an intelligence for cost, 4-3 with summon, consume a creature. And, um, yeah, summons a 1-1 skeleton with its keywords. Other cards revealed, um, Kyle Grantid, which is one of the dragons in Elsewhere. He's a willpower, 12 cost, 8-9 with guard. And upon summon, he summons the Halls of Colossus. And that is uh, unobtainable. It's only summoned by him. And it just brings in more dragons, right? Yep. It's a support card that has three uses, and when you activate it, it summons a non-unique dragon of choice from your deck. So you might like do the Swift-Wing dragon, which has charge, stuff like that. Obviously, just become your inner Kaiba from Yu-Gi-Oh! and have a dragon-themed deck. I was 100% thinking that. I'm like, I'm totally just building a dragon deck now. Out of well, like that's basically what the, 
that's basically what the um Alduin uh yeah uh rebuild deck is. Yeah, that's a fun one. Awesome. Yeah. And yeah, you posted the link already, I believe, of the new cards that are being Let's revealed, see, I correct? Think I, I think you did, but man, Twitch chat is hopping tonight. Yes, you did. Oh, and thank you, Morgan, for uh, subscribing for another month. Hooray. <laughs> Hail her scene, he says. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. Um, I think the only final little bit of news that we got is that surprisingly, they're still working on TES6. Yeah, that game hasn't been scrapped. They haven't scrapped it. They haven't decided to get rid of it. So, um, yeah, no. they um, they said in advance that they're not going to have anything about it at E3, yeah. and so that was the case. They just mentioned that they're still working on it and Starfield, and but they thanked everyone for believing in them. Can I just say something about that though? No. Okay. <laughs> Never mind. <laughs> no, go ahead, Akibi. Lost isn't okay, the host well, here. Well, if we're over. I think Lost gets a veto an episode. No, it's fine. What is it? Go for <laughs> it. Uh, they have like directly lied about that before. I think it was... I don't remember which game, but they have basically gone like, no, we're not talking about this at all when it was their big announcement that year. I want to say it was for uh, Skyrim, actually, but... I, I can't think that be was sure. actually for um, Fallout 4, and people yeah. I think misinterpreted that from what I remember. I think they said something. I think the question was something to the effect of, uh, "Do you have a release date that you're ready to announce?" And they said, "Like, no, we don't have like plans on when we're going to announce the release date." And, and then they announced it like that. the next day. Uh, well, no, it was months later. But it was the same year, but yeah, it's it was the kind of thing where you can kind of expect them there to be some subterfuge there because they don't like talking about the projects like the rest of the games industry yeah but also to be fair they did say it though that you know these other things are going to be years and years away let's not be fair alara <laughs> <laughs> let's be outraged so that we can get more clicks everybody we're angry i want my ah. sweet world decoration i'm still mad about that um, but yeah, they talked about a bunch of their other games too, which is cool. Um, a couple of them look cool. I was excited to see Commander Keen make an appearance again. That was <laughs> literally the last thing I ever expected to see watching I, that I show. I didn't even know what I it was. So I've never heard of the original. Anyone still knew what Commander Keen was? I remember Commander Keen. Yeah, I didn't. <laughs> For people who don't know what Commander Keen is, he's a descendant from Billy Blazkowicz. He's part of the id family tree. He's a I believe he's actually Doomguy's dad, but he's just a kid. He has cool adventures. How is he Doomguy's dad when you get to play as his two kids in this game? It's not Doom. You don't play as Doomguy's kids. You play as a. Uh... You just so you're saying that the no, two... you're playing Billy Bat Blaskowitz, who is uh, the main character for Wolfenstein. Wolfenstein is like the great grandfather to Doomguy. Oh, of. It's all tied together. It's an actual universe. That Billy Blaze is the name of Commander Keen, right? Yeah, he's and he's a descendant of Doom Guy. No, he's the father of Doom Guy. Okay, but Commander Keen, Billy Blaze, has twins who are both named Billy Blaze, but it's spelled differently for the girl. So you're saying those twins are the siblings of Doom Guy? No, they were supposed. One of them is supposed to be Doom Guy's. Parents. One so, of the okay. twins is Doom Guy. Did, 
listen to the thing for the new Commander Key. I listened to it. Okay, I'm just so, saying this is the original lore. This, well, they've, they've there's a reboot. It. What? They've overwritten it. Yeah, it's a reboot. It, oh my god. We'll have another discussion about the complexity of the Commander Key. Yeah, tree Billy, so... In January 2018, Jaron Romero and Tom Hall stated on Twitter that Billy Blaze is the grandson of Wolfenstein protagonist William B.J. Blazkowicz and the father of Doom Guy from Doom. I know. I just said yeah. that. Okay. So basically, he's. Uh, so that um, means. Go ahead, Laura. Sorry. So that means that one of the twins in the new Wolfenstein, uh, Youngblood, is a parent of these twins, right? Potential. No, it's the parents of Commander Keen, the original. The parents of and, Commander okay. Keen. So these the original yes. Commander Queen, Com- <laughs> Queen Commander Keen is the dad of the two new Commander Keens okay. that would be the stars of this one. Who so would technically be right. siblings Doom of Doom Guy. Doom Guy okay. is the older or younger <laughs> sibling of this new mobile game's protagonists. Interesting. They do not look like they come from the same uh, stock. Nope. Nope. Some of these gadgets seem to be a little different than Commander Keen's gadgets. Or be yeah. a straight crossover loss. You'll uh, be able to call in Doom Guy, and you'd be like fighting a fluffy bunny monster, dragon, whatever. Like, yeah, or like and he'll just rip off the bunny monster's head, and it'll suddenly be a completely different History game. Buff brings out a good point that one of the twins could be Doom Guy. Right. That's what I was about to say. Oh, <laughs> that's a good point. <laughs> Which also could be true. <laughs> Will it but be the male or the female? The complexities of id lore will is a subject for another night, I believe. I think so. Um, and on that note, I think this is probably a good place to call it tonight before we drive yeah. Lost in Hyrule to one. run away again from us because <laughs> we've just we completely fallen off like, topic. Can we do one thing first? Uh, remind people to type in exclamation mark Torchbug to the chat yes. if they want a chance to win. Torch bug. Torch bug. But can we... Uh, I have the... Tur- show notes here. There's a bunch of games announced. Can we do like a five second take on each of these uh, games and see Death what we Loop. think about it? Okay. Deathloop seems super and cool. you should shotgun one of us each. Okay. And going Lost in Hyrule. Deathloop. Deathloop seems super cool and I'm pretty sure the voice actor for one of the main characters is also the voice actor for Sai Sahan. I think he at least had the same delivery as Sai does. But super cool game where it's Groundhog Day with assassins. Yeah. And you're one of the assassins or both of the assassins. I can't I think tell. you can choose one. You can either choose to be yeah, the male like or the female character. One. Yeah. Okay, AKB, reading straight from the show notes, that other one, go. The other one was too maternal, apparently. Uh, it looks super cool. It's, I am very curious to see how much they can build off of the previous Doom game, Doom 2016, and I am so surprised that it completely overshadowed their Wolfenstein stuff because they're supposed to be kind of unequal footing as far as franchises go, but whatever. Doom will never be a game I'm good at. It's too fast and chaotic for me, and I will just never be good at it. Alara, what are your thoughts on Wolfenstein? Well, I don't really have any made thoughts because I haven't played any of the games. Cool. Uh, yeah. Ghostwire looks <laughs> two, cool. Two games coming out in July. <laughs> yeah, we're just going to shotgun through these. Ghostwire looked pretty cool. Uh, 
would have expected it to be more of a survival horror game, but it seems like it's not. It's more of a paranormal thriller, um, which seems pretty cool. And the presenter on stage was one of the most adorable human beings ever on the planet Earth. Mm -hmm. So props to her for just being awesome and just being like, I'm nervous and don't speak good English, so bear with me here. Yeah, she Um, seemed genuinely excited. She just seemed amazing. Yeah, no, she should definitely be the new spokesperson for Bethesda. I think she should just take out (laughs) Todd Howard. Um, (laughs) Lost in Hyrule, Fallout 76. Thoughts, go. A lot of things on it, which are pretty cool. There's a free trial for this entire week, so if you haven't tried it yet, you it's free. Download it, download it, it a shot while we record this. Oh right, yeah, I forgot. I started before we started recording. They added a a battle royale mode, like everyone does, but I'm betting they did a cool take on it, and it's set. You still got monsters to fight in the wasteland, and there's a nuclear firestorm going to incinerate everyone, so that could be cool. And then this coming just fall, like your own world. There, <laughs> yeah, it's right there, right beside you. You got to run. Um, and then they're adding an update called Wastelanders, where NPCs, human NPCs, are going to come into the game with dialogue trees and quests and all that sort of stuff. And on the one that's answering a criticism people had of not being, yeah. you know, like the world feeling empty, but on the other, it serves a cool story purpose. They said that their first year of the game is the vault opening and starting to reclaim the wasteland. And now year two is going to be focused on people coming back and also getting involved on what it means to claim the wasteland. And that seems like a cool premise. I like it. Cool. Rage 2, AKB, thoughts? Rage 2 is a game that's been critically panned, but doesn't really deserve that at all. It's really fun. And its only real problem to me is the fact that it has giant gaps between the best game gameplay, which is the gunplay, and it could have probably just been cut down to being individual levels. Also, it's getting an expansion, which looks pretty cool. Mm-hmm. Um, Orion was the other thing that was really interesting that they talked about, which will actually probably have an Elder Scrolls impact. Um, I don't know why it was at a consumer electronics show that they talked about that and not something like GDC. Um, bit strange that they did that there, but basically what it is is they're building a new development middleware, essentially, uh, to help streaming platforms like Stadia, GeForce Now, um, xCloud, I think is the Xbox one they were teasing, um, things like that, to be able to stream games better. So a lot of the processing would happen in a different way than it would. They didn't give out too much information on it, um, but I, I honestly think like Stadia and things like that are going to be pretty much the future of games. I think we're coming to close to the end of computer or like gaming computers and personal computers being the main form of being able to play games. And we're going to be looking at just browser-based devices, essentially, that they just need to be able to connect to a server. So I think that's a really big deal, just strange placement for it to be talked about. I do not want that future to exist, but <laughs> we'll talk about that another day. Yeah, I wonder how that would work with uh, internet speeds and stuff. Again, as I was saying, I was able to play ESO on a 6 by one connection with very little problems. And that's with current technology that's not even well, designed yeah. for it. So. Yeah, I think when the game launched, uh, my internet speed was 1.75 uh, megabits per second download. Sorry. I don't even know what the upload was. I was able to stream ESO at a 6.1. So it was playing locally on another computer in a data center in Northern, I want to say Texas. 
to my cottage in the Bruce Peninsula. So it was playing on a GeForce Now server, streaming it to my tablet, and I was playing it on my <laughs> tablet in the cottage over Wi-Fi on a six point one connect or six by one connection. Nice. <laughs> so if that can work, like it's kind of miraculous the things that they'll be able to do with compression and handing off these kind of things to part of the engine to be able to process versus having the the internet connection be an issue. So Yes, we'll talk about the game streaming on a future episode. But for now, I think it's time for us all to sign off. Uh, so if you entered the Torchbug contest, stick around and we will give out the code after the show has ended. So stick around after the credit. We'll pop back in here. Uh, but yeah, for everybody you, else... Oh, go ahead. Yeah, if you do win, let us know what platform because it's going to... Uh, we need to know what one to get, know which code to give you. Yeah, so we'll talk to you after the show too. So stick around if you entered, and we'll talk after the show. But on behalf of myself, Lost in Hyrule, Alara, and AKB, thank you guys for joining us again tonight. We hope you had a fun time listening to us go off topic and drive Lost insane by going off topic. <laughs> um, I just want to play Fallout seventy six. <laughs> it's just like let me go play games, guys. Awesome. Well, for now, I hope you all have fantastic adventures of Nern. Bye. Bye.